Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart, man, coming at you live. Obviously, I'm always live, but you know what, guys? You might be listening to this, you know, whenever. I mean, it might be 2000. You know, 15 when you listen to this. I mean, you ever th- think about that? I mean, that's the thing about podcasting is that, you know, the life of the show kind of lives on. And uh, that's what's cool about the podcast. So, but anyway, Success Ed Show, man, we are in the house. And, uh, man, I've got a great interview lined up for you guys today. Mr. Chris Hogan, uh, I know I did a uh, pretty good job of promoting it last week. And, uh, man, it is here. And we're going to get into this real quick. But, man, let me just tell you real quick, guys, that I am so grateful to have anybody that is brand new to the Success Edge. If this is your first time listening to Success Edge, whether it's you know this week or it might be next month or whenever it is that you're listening to this interview uh, or this episode, welcome. Welcome to Success Edge, man, where we actually help you as a marketplace Christian take your game to the next level. So if you're in the marketplace, you know, doing business, uh, you have a job, you have a full-time business, you have a part-time business, you're an entrepreneur, you're a wannabe entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. But we want to help give you inspiration and resources that you can use from books to, you know, different audio recommendations to obviously, you know, interviews from people that are actually succeeding. You know, this was my whole entire why I started this because I know for me, for me, Tyler McCart, that I needed something out there that would help me as a Christian in the marketplace succeed more in God's way, okay? And I couldn't find it. I didn't see anything, a lot of resources that were out there, so I decided to create my own resource. So there you go. And in creating my own resource, the funny thing is, is I get to interview these awesome, awesome people, all right? And this one, obviously, is pretty special to me, Chris Hogan. Wow. It took me a little while to actually uh, get on Chris Hogan's schedule, but man, guys, it was well worth the wait. Um, And, you know, literally in gold, it was well worth the wait. And man, guys, I know that as a Success Edge community, you're going to actually really, really enjoy this. Chris is a leadership expert. He's also a money expert, but he also is a Christian that is succeeding in the marketplace. So go to the show notes, episode 58, thesuccessedge.biz backslash 58 and let's go and jump into this episode and we'll catch you guys on the other side so what's going on success as listeners tyler mccart obviously always coming at you guys and man i am super excited to be able to have mr chris hogan actually on the line with us today and gang i'm telling you this is a treat all right you're going to be impacted from leadership to finances to the whole kit and caboodle because chris comes from actually the Dave Ramsey organization, and you probably have heard of Dave Ramsey a lot of times, but Chris obviously has got an extensive background in corporate banking and so forth and has had a lot of success actually in the corporate world, but obviously is passionate about helping people in the marketplace, you know, succeed and win. And just a little quick uh, uh, snapshot on Chris. Chris has been married for 17 years. That's awesome. Praise God for that. He's got three boys, a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 7-year-old. 
And, man, I tell you, I bet his house is very, very busy, guys. But, uh, Chris, welcome to the Success Ed Show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Absolutely. Well, Chris, just like always, you know, the first question that we always like to ask anybody uh, on the Success Edge is, if you don't mind, introducing yourself and uh, tell us how you became a Christian. Sure. Well, I'm Chris Hogan. Uh, I'm part of the Dave Ramsey team. So I travel the country speaking on money, business, and leadership. Uh, I've had a great opportunity to educate, encourage, and empower people. So absolutely love what I do. I've been doing it for nine years. Uh, and, you know, just things are continuing to grow forward. And as far as becoming a Christian, I grew up uh, in the church. And so you know how that is with vacation Bible school, uh, attending school, singing in the church choir, all of those things. And so uh, I, I accepted Jesus as, the Lord, as my Lord and Savior at age seven at vacation Bible school. I'll never forget that summer. Uh, it was an incredible, uh, impactful moment in my life that I remember to this day. Amen, Chris. Actually, it's funny you talk about Vacation Bible School because I'm actually taking my two little ones, Tyler and Trinity, to Vacation Bible School this evening. So, man. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Praise the Lord for Vacation Bible School, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Chris, you know, being, you know, that, you know, obviously, Chris, I mean, you've, had a lot of success, you know, I've been affiliated with the Dave Ramsey show, and you've seen a lot of things come across, you know, in the marketplace. You know, if you don't mind, what Bible verse do you kind of cling to to be successful in the marketplace? You, you know, Tyler, I get that question, uh, and there are two that I really go to. Uh, I think the first is Mark five thirty six, where it says, don't be afraid, just believe. Hmm. And the second one is Ephesians 2.8, and that is, for it, was, it, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself, it is a gift of God. Those two verses speak to me, uh, challenge me, and push me in every way, every day. That's all, and Chris, man, I love those two verses. Obviously, the only believe, I mean, that is probably one of the most simplest, you know, verses. I think that's whenever Jesus is uh, with Jairus or something like that. And the people come to him and say, hey, your daughter's dead. And Jesus turns right. to him and looks That's and exactly says, right. you know, hey, don't, don't only believe, right? And, That's right. Um, if you don't mind, Chris, talk to us, unpack that. How are you applying that in the marketplace? Take us to a real, you know, scenario, if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, I think with the don't be afraid, just believe, I think that's where you have to look at, you know, the world is what the world is. Uh, it is a fallen world. It is a world of sin. And, and we are put here to try to impact this world by being disciples and loving people. And I think at times, even though things may happen to us uh, in the business world or in our personal lives, I think we have to look at it and understand that those, those tests or those terms, that those obstacles that come our way are an incredible opportunity for us to demonstrate our faith. So it's not necessarily what happens to us, but it's how we respond. Mm. If we truly believe and we truly trust him, then we're going to keep our eyes on him as we walk through whatever comes our way. Mm. And so Christians are not guaranteed a perfect life, but we have a perfect Savior. And so we have to keep our eyes there regardless and know and trust and believe him in everything that we do. Man, absolutely, Chris. And I like how you, you, know, you position that, that it's more of an inside job. Okay. Yeah. Then yes. 
you know, because obviously the scenarios and situations and circumstances around us in the marketplace are ever changing, but you've got to be grounded, you know, in, in what you believe or in whom you believe, I guess is the better way to put it. Is that right? I, I would agree with you a hundred percent. And I think when you do that, uh, as a Christian, uh, in the marketplace, then it will lead you down a certain path. It's not a guaranteed path that challenges aren't going to come, but in the way that we conduct business, the way that we treat people, uh, and, and the way that we act uh, is, is, a, is a strong demonstration of our, of our faith. Amen. That's awesome, Chris. I love it. Love it. Well, Chris, you know, since we're on the success edge, we always want to hear from our guest, you know, their definition of success in the marketplace as a Christian. So take it away. Well, I would tell you this, and, and after owning my own business and, and working uh, in leadership in various companies, one of the things that's really dawned on me is that as a Christian, being successful, in my mind, means that you are serving others well. Hmm. You are serving others well, that your customers, your vendors, uh, in your home, uh, everywhere around, but you're, you're becoming that servant, and you have that servant's heart. So you're not looking to see what you can get. You're looking to see where you have an opportunity to give. Man, so serving others well. I mean, that that encompasses so many areas, Chris. I mean, give me a specific example of how you're doing that, you know, today. I mean, are is it with like, you know, when you go to maybe a certain event and you have to speak and you, you know, is that the type or, you know, give, give the Success Edge a specific example of that. Well, I think serving comes in a lot of different areas. Uh, you mentioned speaking, and I do have the opportunity uh, to travel and speak, but I think, you know, it's a difference between, uh, for example, the, the young lady that books my travel. Uh, she knows that when my return flight has to happen a few hours after my event, because the last thing I want to do is go up and do a keynote and speak for 60 minutes on a topic and then run off stage and go catch a plane. I like to be able to be around, to be able to answer people's questions, uh, to be able to walk through things that, you know, they have, you know, they have confidence in me to be able to ask. And so I want to make myself available. Not that I'm the know-all, but just having some of the knowledge and some of the experience, I want to be able to share it with people and encourage them as, as they're walking through whatever it is they're dealing with in their lives. Right. It's almost like, Chris, the extra mile, you know? I mean, yeah. success really is found in the extra mile and you actually taking the time. Cause I mean, I, I've seen, I've been to many events. Okay. And majority of the keynote speakers are like, Hey, I got to catch a flight. You know, I got to head off real quick. You know, I got to get done. But I like what you said that, you know, you take your time, you let you, the flight be a couple hours out after you get done speaking. I mean, that's huge right there, Chris. It is. And, and, and listen, some venues, if you're speaking and there are ten to 12,000 people, it, it, it's going to be virtually impossible to be there to be able to answer everyone's question. Sure. But if you have a social media presence and you point them to your Twitter or to your Facebook, and if they want to interact or they have a situation, they have that outlet. And so you're able to get back to it when you have time. Uh, but, you know, for me, I, the, my biggest act of service, I think, comes from my home. Uh, in my home, what I'm doing for my wife and my kids, 
you know, I think as leaders, we always think of leading uh, is in the workplace and in that environment. And truth be known, you know, we lead first in our homes. Mm. Uh, how are we, how, what are we doing? And, and having that servant mentality uh, in your home, I think when you practice it, Tyler, when you practice service, it becomes a habit. And, and, and I think we all know about bad habits, but we can also form good habits. And that's where you're looking to others to try to serve where you can the best you can, not necessarily looking to have other people serve you. Mm. And I think that makes all the difference in our spirit and in the way that we treat people. Mm. Man, Chris, ah, that is so, so powerful. That is so good. It, it starts at home. I mean, from a leadership and from a, you know, servant mentality, you know, they will obviously spring forth out of that. Man, that's good, Chris. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to come back to that actually here in a second, but uh, let's keep going right now because this is good right now, Chris. Sure. So, Chris, do this for us. Obviously, you know, I heard a wise man say that, you know, you don't know what success really looks like unless you've had a setback or failure. You know, Chris, take us to a time maybe in your walk as a Christian in the marketplace where you might have had a setback or failure that you had to overcome, and what was the lesson you learned from that? Well, I, I would say, and as far as a setback or failure, I would say it was my own leadership and management style. Uh, having worked under some hardcore leaders in the banking industry, they looked at their teammates um, and employees as, as just cogs in a wheel. And they would treat those people however they needed to to get the results. And so following in their lead, because they were successful, I thought that that was what you were supposed to do. And so, you know, when you're, you're berating somebody or yelling at them about their results, uh, and then you come to find out that they're walking through a serious life situation, whether they're facing a divorce or a sick child, uh, it was an eye-opener for me that people are just not, you know, cogs in a wheel. Every person that works for me or with me represents a family. Hmm. And the way that I treat that teammate is going to speak volumes to their family. And so for me, that was a failure in looking at them as this means to an end when I realized the real deal wasn't the business that we were doing. It was the business that I was in, and that's leading people. To, because, see, Tyler, I feel this way. As a leader, you have an incredible opportunity to change the trajectory of your team members' lives, and it's how you treat them how you push them, and how you encourage them. Hmm. And so I failed at that early on in my career. Uh, but I'm grateful for, for having that awareness to be able to change that and to only have gone two or three years that way instead of going 15 or 20. And so I'm grateful for that revelation, for that, that eye-opening experience, so I could start to change that and really understand the real business I was in. And Absolutely. I'm in the people business, not the business business. Amen. And, you know, Chris, I, I like what you said is that, you know, everyone represents a family and, you know, you had to change your leadership style. You know, Chris, take a second and, you know, was it the Holy Spirit directly or was it through just through some maybe some books or some, you know, experiences that you had that the Holy Spirit was working on you with that here in the marketplace? I mean, that is that how I, it what happened? You, you know, I can only say that it was uh, hmm. partly the Holy Spirit because, this individual, I remember it vividly. I mean, I was working in Pennsylvania. I'd been out of grad school maybe a year and a half, started in as an assistant manager. And I remember sitting across from this gentleman uh, talking about his results and not in a positive, encouraging way. And despite 
my wrong spirit and the way that I treated him, he still trusted me enough to confide in me what was going on. And you should have seen the look on my face after 10 minutes of me berating him for him to stop and say, Chris, I got to be honest with you. I'm dealing with a divorce. Mm, wow. uh, my wife that I've been married to for 12 years, she's leaving me. Uh, I haven't told anybody. I've been trying to deal with it and do my job. And you literally could have heard a pin drop. I get goosebumps to this day thinking about it because I did not create an environment of trust for him at that time. But despite that, he still was vulnerable enough to tell me the truth. And it was literally like, like getting hit in my chest with a sledgehammer because what it did was is it took me out of leadership, Chris, back to being Christian and, and real person, Chris, yeah. and that I could identify with what he was going with. And I realized he did not need a leader yelling at him. He needed somebody to support and encourage him. He needed a friend more than he needed a boss. Mm. And so that, that literally, Tyler, was my wake-up call. Man, Chris, wow, what a wake-up call, too. I mean, that is powerful. Man, Success Edge listeners, I hope you're getting that right there, that, you know, your, I mean, not even your aha moment, but just your realization of, you know, where you might be faltering can happen in a moment, like what Chris talked about. Man, because, I mean, honestly, it goes back to, Chris, what you're saying is that everyone represents a family, and obviously you were impacting his family at that moment, too. Man, Chris. That's oh, great. absolutely. That's and, and he needed encouragement. Uh, he didn't need correction at that time. Mm-hmm. He needed encouragement. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was grateful to, to stop, to be able to look differently at people and really begin to try to change that trajectory of their lives. Absolutely. Awesome, Chris. That's I love it. Love it. Well, Chris, let's go back up to the mountaintop, okay? Let's actually go back up to success, and let's have to go to maybe, say, an aha moment or a light bulb moment where, you know, you saw the Lord, you know, and you working something this out, and it was leading to greater success in your life. Take us to that time and t- uh, tell us that story, if you don't mind. Well, I, I think the big aha moment for me, you know, in that those formative years of me as a leader was truly understanding that treating people with respect builds trust. And, and, and trusted people will treat you with their service and their respect. And so I, I realize, you know, people all have life happening at different times. And it's impossible as a leader to know what's going on in the homes of other people. Uh, but the best way to figure that out is to simply ask. Hmm. To simply be intentional as a leader. Check in with your team. And I, I don't mean an hour meeting for each person, but I'm talking about a few minutes just to ask them two simple questions. How are you doing and how can I help you? Hmm. And so just even though they may not tell you right away, the fact that you're offering um, and that as a leader, you're going to be there with your words and your actions to stay consistent. And, and I think that's what our Lord and Savior does for us each and every day. Absolutely. And Chris, I, I, I've got to just go back to the, you know, family and you even talking about your own family. I mean, did, you know, did your leadership style, you know, kind of change in your family at all? I mean, even with your boys, you know, to kind of lead you to this, uh, you know, aha moment. Well, this was, that happened long before I had my kids. Mm, okay. And so, you know, when, when you enter kids into the equation, things get busy. Okay, yeah. they, they do. Amen whatever. to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's also, you know, each of them, they all have their own little personality. Um, and my job as a father is to guide and direct them, not to make them duplicate their dad, but I, I need to let them be themselves 
but I have to provide that guidance mm. to them and that correction. And the only way you can guide and correct is to be connected mm. and to be involved. And so that's very, very important to me as a father. And it's almost like you can almost definitely go back and say, you know, those two questions, you know, how are you doing and how, how can I help, son? You know, yeah. I mean, just the, even asking those two questions to your boys, you know, can open up so many doors, you know, that you have that open line of communication. That's great, Chris. That's good stuff right there. Well, Chris, um, do this for us, if you don't mind. Um, is there one habit that you do on a daily basis or weekly basis that helps keep you grounded and helps you be successful in the marketplace as a Christian? I would think, Tyler, I could sum that one up in one word. Uh, and this habit, I've been very intentional in growing, uh, very intentional in exercising, and that's encouragement. Hmm. Um, people don't get a lot of encouragement. Uh, it, it doesn't happen in a lot of people's lives. And so even though we're trying to do business and be successful in the marketplace, that I do want to be a source of encouragement to people, um, I, regardless of if things are going well or if things aren't going well. And I think that comes from habit. Uh, that is something that you have to exercise. And it comes natural to me now uh, because I've done it, you know, over and over so much that it is my natural disposition to try to encourage as many people as I can. Absolutely. I mean, I think the statement is, you know, encouragement is the oxygen to the soul. And, you know, Chris, I like that, that, um, you know, you make that as a habit. I mean, I just even, you know, when we started our conversation before we started recording, you know, you were obviously, you know, already positive, upbeat. And to me, that's encouraging. I mean, it really is. It really, truly is. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I, I think people can, people can sense it on you. Mm, yeah. Uh, but, but one of the big things, Tyler, I would really say to people, your listeners, is that you have to make a choice. You know, like if you've ever been around somebody that is negative or not having a good day, it's real easy to let them affect you in a negative way. They can actually pull you down a little bit. And so what I encourage people to do is actively make a choice to encourage and to be positive. Uh, and it's something you have to battle to do some days. Let's be honest. Some days are tough. Uh, but with that, you, you just want to make sure that you have the tendency to encourage and the tendency to be positive as opposed to just going negative. Because Absolutely. Very... Absolutely. That's good, Chris. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, Chris, kind of wrapping down here, um, you know, I really wanted to ask this question, Chris, because, you know, how I found you was actually through, you know, Entrepreneurial Fire. And you spoke a lot about, you know, your family. And obviously here you spoke a lot about your family, you know, as a Christian in the marketplace, you know, there's so much time that's demanded put on us. And I know it's put on you as well. And you having the family that you have of the boys and, you know, wife of 17 years. How do you have family balance? I mean, what paint us a picture of that, Chris, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, I, I think, you know, balance is one of those words. You, you hear it and everybody automatically looks at it and they think, well, wait a minute, I'm out of balance. Hmm. Um, and, and I think if you're going to be successful, there are going to be seasons that you're out of balance. Uh, that's called intensity and being focused. The key is, is not to stay that way. Uh, that, that, and if you can get your family, your home team, as I call it, that's what I call my family. Yeah. If I can get my home team on board, then and I have them cheering for me instead of battling against whatever it is I'm trying to work on. And by that, here's what I mean. When I travel, 
And I'm hopping on and off airplanes, you know, several times in a given month. But we know my schedule. The boys know what's going on. My wife knows what's going on. And I'm very good about when I'm home, I'm home. Yeah. Like, I mean, when the garage door goes up, Chris's phone goes off. Mm. Because, see, I'm no longer speaker Chris. I'm no longer leadership Chris. I'm now husband and father. And when that garage door goes up, I'm walking in the door, and I'm becoming husband and father. And so I'm all in. And so for me, my phone doesn't get turned back on until after my boys go to bed. And so I'm very crucial about my time. And I'll tell you this, Tyler, it all boils down to this, how we see and deal with time. For example, we've all heard the phrase time management. And if I would, I would encourage your listeners to throw that word out the window, throw time management away. And what I want them to do is start from here forward thinking this way, time ownership. Mm. Okay, I want you to own your time. That means not a minute goes anywhere that you haven't allowed it or previously given an okay for that minute to go in that direction. And something happens when you start spending your time intentionally, you start getting results intentionally. And so that's how I approach life, in work and at home. Man, that's powerful, Chris. I love it. And, Chris, I appreciate you asking answering that question that there are seasons that you'll be out of balance and to have time ownership right there. I mean, that is two powerful things that you just said right there. Man, that's great. Well, Chris, um, you know, obviously I, we're pretty much done here. I, I want to ask you, if you don't mind, uh, two quick things. If you could tell the listeners what the best place is to connect with uh, Chris Hogan. Sure. Well, if your listeners want to connect, they can connect with me on Twitter. Uh, that's at Chris Hogan 360. 360. Uh, they can obviously go to chrishogan360.com or connect with me on Facebook uh, at Facebook slash chrishogan360. Absolutely. And Chris, if you had one parting piece of advice to the people that are actually on the success edge listening that are in the marketplace, you know, what would that be? I would say the piece of advice I would give them is this. I think in life, as we're moving forward, we have to make a decision. We have to choose to stay comfortable or choose to be effective. And so I would encourage your listeners out there to choose to be effective. See, when you're focused on being effective, you're not worried about being popular. You're not worrying about what the world's doing. You're staying focused on being effective. That means you want to make sure you are impacting people in a positive way. And so I would encourage all your listeners to choose to be effective every day. When you wake up, make that decision, and then go about the day looking for areas that you can be effective, whether you're encouraging someone, whether you're helping someone, or whether you're pushing someone to go to higher ground. Outstanding. Chris, man, that is powerful. I really do appreciate this, Chris. I know the, the SEC, the Success Edge community, really does appreciate you imparting your wisdom into them. I mean, just I'm just been sitting there taking notes frantically as we've just been here on this show for like less than 25 minutes now. But, man, this has been powerful, Chris. Chris, we really appreciate yeah. it. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Take care. Bye now. Bye now. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you so much, Chris Hogan. SEC, man, I hope that you go back and re-listen to that interview Golly, that was a phenomenal, phenomenal interview that I had with Chris Hogan. Man, thank you again, Chris, for being just transparent, for being real about your leadership style and where your pitfalls were. 
And also about the whole family balance thing, Chris. Uh, man, that was just such a phenomenal, just insightful thing. You know, it was just short and sweet, but it was concise. And Chris, man, thank you so much for loving the Lord. Man, I appreciate you being a light out there in the marketplace for us as Christians. Man, God, it was just really, really good to interview you, buddy. And so, SEC, obviously, I know you're sitting there thinking like, man, what, what in the world? That was just jam-packed. That was like nugget, gold nugget fest right there that we just had with Chris. And obviously I want to do a call to action and there's a million ways I could go with uh, the call to action. But the, but you know what, honestly, the biggest thing that's on my heart that I pulled out of Chris was obviously that whole family balance thing, guys. You know, I know that that you're out there curious and wondering, man, I've got this dream inside of me. I got this goal. I want to accomplish this thing, you know, for my life. I feel God leading me in this way, but man, I've got this family. I got this new wife. I've got, you know, these, you know, little kids or, you know, I got these kids in, you know, high school, you know, and they're getting ready to leave. How do I make it all happen? How do I make it all work? And you know what? This is something that I'm dealing with personally right now. I mean, I've got, you know, I, Amy and I, we've got Tyler Jr., Trinity, Timothy, you know, all under the ages of four. And guess what? And I don't know if I've even said this yet, but we got another one on the way. We just found out a couple of weeks ago that we got another one on the way. I mean, I'm jacked about that. But, you know, so they're going to have four kids in the house. And here Tyler is trying to figure all this out. And man, Chris's answer was phenomenal. And here's what I just a couple quick highlights that I want to go back on. You know, there are seasons that you're going to be out of balance. There's seasons, okay? This isn't a long-term thing. It's a short-term thing, a short burst. I like what Chris also said about your, having your home team on you, your side, okay? Having your family on the side and also the time ownership thing and being intentional with your time by owning your time and obviously you know, taking inventory of every single minute that you're actually doing stuff that you're being intentional with it. Because obviously if you're doing, being intentional with your time, you're being intentional with your life. And that's probably one of the biggest things I want you guys to take away is that I want the call to action is mainly, I want you to have some time ownership. All right. Not time management, as Chris said, but time ownership, you know, taking an inventory of your life. Don't just let, you know, you might do certain things, you know, throughout the week or whatever to be able to take inventory, you know, but one of the things you might want to do is at the end of the day, at the end, maybe before you go to bed or maybe, you know, after you get done with work or whatever it is, write out the major things that you got accomplished that day, write them out. I guarantee you that it will make you change what you do and how you do things the next day. All right. Because it makes you kind of focus and be intentional on your day every day. All right. And man, I, I, I got to wrap up with this little quote that I actually got from another audio that I was listening to a very wealthy, um, lady that actually is a business mentor of mine. And she said this about, you know, balance and family balance and all this stuff. She said, the more unbalanced you are for a short period of time, the more balanced you can be over the rest of your life. Man, let me read that again. That is so powerful. The more unbalanced you are for a short period of time, the more balanced you can be over the rest of your life. That is powerful, guys. I'm telling you, you've got goals. You've got dreams out there. You're obviously going to have a season, like Chris said, 
of being unbalanced, and that is okay. But you need to make sure everybody on your team, all right, including your family, knows about it, that you're going to be a little unbalanced during this period of time and that everybody's on the, on the same page with that. It's priority, all right? But, man, Success Edge, this is great. Wow. So let's not be afraid of actually being unbalanced, okay? I want to get that out there. Let's not be afraid of being a little out of balance, all right? So real quick, guys, I want to do actually the social shout-outs, all right? I've got two, and obviously these two are pretty near and dear to my heart. Uh, I want to thank, actually, these two guys for going out there and rating on iTunes, the Success Edge podcast. And, man, by the way, guys, if you don't mind, you know, if you're getting some value out of this, Feel free to go out there to the Success Edge on iTunes or either Stitcher Radio and, you know, leave a re- leave a review, an honest review, all right? I would really would appreciate that. But I want to give two shout-outs real quick, okay? Number one is my guy, Brian Bowens, all right? All right, B-Sketch, obviously. I interviewed Brian back at episode 48. And, man, you can guys can go out there and find Brian on Instagram and on Twitter at BBSketch, all right? Man, do that. Brian, thanks so much. Give you a little social shout-out right there for giving me a rating and review on iTunes. And my second guy that I wanted to give a show, social shout-out to is Mr. Matt Ham. And, uh, Matt, you can obviously go and find Matt's interview on the Success Edge, actually at episode 39. And, man, Matt's interview is, was phenomenal. Matt's getting ready to release his book, so I'm probably going to interview Matt here soon, you know, because um, he's getting ready to release his book. But he also just released his new podcast, obviously, and, you know, this podcast that he has is phenomenal. And if you want to go find Matt's podcast, it's actually Redefine Rich with Matt Ham. He's got actually some speakers or actually some guests he interviews that comes on. And it's also Matt himself that actually comes on and actually talks about Redefining Rich. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal podcast. I know it. Enjoy it. I've enjoyed it. But, man, thanks, Matt, for giving me that rating and review. I really do appreciate it. And so, guys, I want to kind of wrap up with this is obviously go out there to the show notes for Mr. Chris Hogan, all right, and find and go out there and connect with Chris, all right? So you can go out there to thesuccessedge.biz backslash 58 and find Chris's show notes. I'm telling you guys, Chris is a phenomenal leader. You definitely want to subscribe to him on Twitter and obviously file it, go to his website, you know, uh, that he has out there on the show notes. It is a great, great website. So, but next week, man, next Tuesday, I'm loving this. I have got none other than Amber Campbell. All right. Amber Campbell. Now you might say, and this is going to be episode obviously 59. Amber is a special, special girl to me, all right? Now, here's why she's a special girl. I knew her when. Yep, I knew her when when nobody else knew Amber, all right? Amber is an Olympic hammer thrower, all right? She's actually one of the best in the world. Yes, I said the world. And Amber, I knew Amber when she was a freshman. I was a senior in, at Coastal Carolina University when she came in, and I knew her when. Whenever she was just Amber Campbell, you know, and she hasn't changed a bit. I love her dearly, but man, she is chasing gold for God. And man, guys, I know that you're going to enjoy the interview next week on next Tuesday with Amber, that she shares her insights of being, you know, an Olympic Olympian and, you know, doing it for the, uh, for the kingdom. It is phenomenal. All right. So guys, we will catch you guys on the other side. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, Download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the thesuccessedge.biz tools right now. 
and we'll see you on the next episode of the Success Edge. Thank you.